There is little I can offer to show you how much I care, how much you mean to me. Welcome back to Starfield Raw. I am Joe the Widget, and I am joined by my fellow co-hosts on this episode number nine. I am joined, as always, by... What's over there? Rook. What's up, everybody? Finally got some water to talk about, so I'm ready to get to mine when we can. So let's get this going. And we're joined, as always, he's in a little bit of pain, and he's trooping through it right now for us all. Mr. Moneybags Archon. Hey, what's up, everybody? We're back for episode nine. Yeah, let's do it. So we got a couple things to go over tonight. We're going to go into our usual gameplay. We got a couple tips for you guys. We got a new uh, quest of the week, which is a little tiny thing, but the reward is pretty funny. We have a mod of the week, and Mr. Rook has lore to get into. First, Bethesda announced their 10 million players. That makes them the biggest re- uh, launch in their history, I believe. Yeah, that's what they said. Good luck. <laughs> and I believe it. Just over, just over two weeks since mm-hmm. early release, and they've got over 10 million players already. It's a pretty big feat, and that's very impressive. Yeah, and you got uh, Skyrim, which is didn't have as big of a launch, but it's still the third best-selling, in the top three best-selling games of all time. Yeah, this was... Uh, if you look at our hours, we've played this game. Oh my god, you can tell it's great. Because <laughs> uh, last time I checked, I had seven days and four hours in this game. Yeah, I have seven days and 12 hours. So apparently I am the lowest level, <laughs> um, and yet I have the most hours of the group. That is and somehow <laughs> I have three days less played than you guys, and I'm the highest level. How is that working out? Yeah, I, I, I call hacks and shenanigans. Around, there's no hacks, there's no shenanigans. We were yeah. all just sitting here comparing our achievements. I have no idea how you, re- how you got so much higher than me. i just been doing a lot of outpost stuff and the main story, as well as the... Um, the uh, side missions, well, the, of the three, four, of, of the four frag factions, if I can talk straight, I finished the last two, so I've done all four now. I've done UC, I've done Freestar, I did Crimson Fleet, which I just finished that last night, and I did Ryujin. Obviously, you guys all know about that. So I well, did complete those, and then I want to talk about them, but there's too many spoilers, and Mr. Rook hasn't done them, so I'm not going to talk about them right now. So I can tell you why I've gotten so much higher levels than you, and it all comes down to the exploration. You get a lot of levels if you just do nothing but exploration. Yeah, I've been focusing on different things, like um, like my outpost, which I'm going to talk about tonight, give you guys some more tips on that, because I figured out a whole lot of stuff this week for you guys, and how complex outposts are like seriously complex if you do the resources if you're just building an outpost for your own home that's a lot simpler to do but if you're actually doing all the resources and putting them all into one spot and manufacturing and all that kind of good stuff it's crazy and i showed rook a picture and archon a picture of my um i didn't don't think i showed you archon did i nope it's a screenshot of my primary outpost and there are red lines that go all over the place in like this giant web. You want to know the real reason why I'm leveling so much faster than you? What's that? I found a really good gun around level 40s, and I've been playing on very hard since. So <laughs> yeah, I'm getting a I... lot more experience per kill, a lot more for quests, things like that, because I'm playing the game on very hard. So yeah, that's why you have to miss your money bags. So that is also true. I recently switched to very hard because I got my sniping up now. Where it's insane because I maxed out sniper. I have tier three in um, brain fart. This is one of the fourth ones on physical. Marksmanship? No, that's in combat. I have I'm rank three in marksman, but it's one of the ones that are, that involves around stealth. Mm-hmm. I have maxed out stealth. Yeah, concealment. So I've got all my stuff up there. So my sniper rifles. I did the math on it. Do 250 percent normal damage when stealth. No, that's not including credit. Now, if only you had my sniper rifle. <laughs> so, I am nowhere near y'all in combat, but if you look at my exploration stuff, 
That uh, stuff is, let's see, I have my scanning maxed out. I have survey maxed out. I'm level three in botany. I think I'm level two or level three in zoology. Everything about building a ship and actually doing exploration is where I put all my points to start. I built, um, I, I, I dropped 600,000 credits on a ship that I've been building piece by piece. I finished it up the other night. It was like 620 something thousand credits to finish it because it was me taking parts off, to putting parts on, and which you get like not even 10% of the actual resale value of those things. It's hardly anything. So I wasted commerce. a lot of money doing that. That's commerce. commerce. Yeah, I got that. I got the first tier of it in, but still, it's hardly anything. Uh, once you have Commerce Ring 4, it's a pretty big deal. I'll get there eventually. I'm working well, there's... in a lot of my outpost stuff now. There's uh it's not really a hack, but uh if you actually go to your ship when you uh acquire say you hijack a ship from pirates, if you actually go into the ship uh by pressing on the keyboard H, I'm not sure what it is in the menu. But uh you can actually go and register the ship on that screen. And it's actually cheaper to register it on that screen than it is to go to a, uh, a location and register it. Oh, I thought you had to go to yeah. a shipyard. That's good to know. Mm-mm. No, you can do it right there in space. I have, little, I have a little I tip compare. on the same note. Well, similar. It's about ships. But um, if you want to get your smuggling going on, there's what you do. If You can either do it one of two ways. You can either do the Crimson Fleet and do that quest line. Or you can go to... Um, Porima, P-O-R-R-I-M-A-3. And there's a shipyard there that offers a shielded cargo as well as the um, jammers. Is that in the den? Because the den offers all those shielded things as well. It also might be. Yeah, the the jammers and stuff like that. It's called the den. Yeah, I did the one. I did got my stuff from Crimson Fleet. You can also go there and uh, they don't scan you. So that's a good place to go to the trade commerce to offload any of your the trade authority? contraband. Yeah, the trade authority. They don't. And and when you go into that system, they don't scan you. So you can go right there, sell all your contraband, sell all your stolen items, and buy them back so that they're not stolen anymore. Nice, right nice. So there you go. If you want to do your shielded <laughs> cargo and stuff like that, that's the way to go. I haven't done any of that yet. Uh, I have been gathering a whole lot of TP. Every, <laughs> I, I done. I think I did the math on my three current because I'm in new game plus two right now. I think Rook's in three, two, two. Okay, I'm about to be in two. I spent a lot more I time am, in in two than I did in the other ones by far. I am extremely upset with my new game plus. Do tell because, because I got lucky enough to get one of those ten alternate variations of uh, the lodge. It was awesome because when I went in, it was empty. <laughs> um, I won't go into more about that because I don't know how many people have actually read articles or looked into all 10 of the different variations. I couldn't access my inventory and I could not save. Everywhere I've looked at first, people were thought it was a uh, hardcore mode type setup. But then I read in some other forums where people were getting these alternative lodges and they could save and access. So that's a oh. huge bug. Well, I wonder if, but, it's, if it depends on the type of alternate and if that one that you got was supposed to be like that or not. I don't know. I don't think it was because other people have been able to get it and actually the same one. It It sounds it sounds very much buggish because I don't know why they would ever put you in a world where you can't save or access your inventory. Even Even hardcore mode, you can save so you can go to bed or access your inventory so you can equip a gun. Yeah, the only way I could access my inventory was actually clicking on, like, a loot box or a cargo bay and actually equip everything through that. But I couldn't I couldn't uh, use my med pack, which usually auto-default to your hotbar, 
but it wouldn't actually do that in this game. So I couldn't access my healing to continue and I ended up dying and having to go back to Unity. There's other things about that, though, that make me think that maybe it isn't a bug and some of it was some part of it was a bug, but not all of it. I think it's all a bug, um, but uh, because I've never played a hardcore mode where it did not let you save at the start of the hardcore mode so that way you could go back to the beginning without having to restart something over again. But if it is a bug, I hope it gets patched up pretty quick because I want to see those so bad because it was awesome. <laughs> well, as I was getting back earlier, um, I've collected about 300 rolls of toilet paper in my three new games. Why? Because that one incident in the very beginning where I just got PO'd that night and I was tired and I just picked up toilet paper, I just started doing it. Are you afraid yeah. of getting the plague or something? I'm gonna build and not a having TP. I'm gonna build a bathroom <laughs> in my outpost, and I'm gonna just throw all my toilet paper in like a bathtub. <laughs> he's apparently he's apparently going to uh, dinner at the well next week, and he wants to make sure he's well stocked up just in case. <laughs> yeah, you never know. <laughs> well, Bell, he's he's gonna go build a really deep uh, hold outhouse. <laughs> yeah, I stopped at the well bell, and you know that stuff comes right out. And, you know they could have uh, Corona fifty eight, and you know, and people will panic, and I'll have all the toilet paper. Could be, could <laughs> be. Uh, all right, so I was really curious about a certain point of the game where there's a certain song in the main story that I was I really wanted to uh, listen to. I went into the artwork and the soundtrack. And it's actually really cool. If you guys haven't done it, I highly recommend it. Seeing all the initial like concept art and everything with the soundtrack. It's really neat. Uh, I found that song. It's called um, In Silent Orbit. And I, I recommend checking it out. They have it on YouTube as well on the, on the soundtrack. It's a really, really cool song. And in the process, I didn't put... When I was searching for it, I, I didn't put the in part. I just put Silent Orbit. And I got a different song called Silent Orbit by Spirits of Our Dreams. And it's actually really cool. And I, start, I put that on the background when I was exploring space, and it just fit. That's pretty awesome. That's something I do wish they had was some sort of media player while you're out exploring space, because it gets yeah. really boring when you're running around. I've seen music. a lot of people mention that, how they wish there was some form of media player. But speaking of songs, for those of you who aren't in the know, uh, Imagine Dragons has released their official music video for their uh, wonderful Starfield song, even though the, their video Children has of the stars. Children of the Stars, yes, sorry, I was getting there. But even <laughs> though their version, their their music video has nothing to do with Starfield, which kind of made me sad. I like the original one better. Yeah. The launch one, because it, it just fits Starfield so well. It did. It especially, was really good. Since it has some of the music from Starfield in it. <laughs> yeah, it does. You think yeah. they would do something with it? I mean, they kind of hit on the theme slightly, but nothing in the video actually really pertained to Starfield. Um, so I want to talk about something that that uh, Mr. Archon found very, last night that was very funny. So I've actually finished my romancing with Andresia, got hey, married that's to her. In my notes. Yeah, but I, I'm kind of segueing into this for you. <laughs> and last night, Mr. Archon found something interesting. The relationships in this game, just a little step back, are really intricate, and I really like them. Um, you can get really friendly with certain characters. You can flirt with them. You can get to the point where you're dating and then make commitment, and then eventually you can actually get married to these characters. And I, I just... One of the things that I do pretty religiously since probably the early 40s is anytime I'm going to do something that I know is going to involve a lot of killing, I'll sleep for a while first to get that bonus. So I went to sleep after getting married and found out that your uh, your significant other will sleep next to you. It's really cute. But then when she wakes up, or he wakes up, whatever, the dialogue is absolutely hilarious. It's priceless. It is so funny. It, was, it and, sounds like Sarah's, though, because he was um, rattling off the different ones she was saying to me. I think hers is a little bit more funny than Andreja. 
Yeah, but Andresia is kind of dry anyway. Not when you like, marry her. She's not <laughs> super funny to begin with. There were a couple that got me going. Hey, she doesn't. Andresia doesn't use jetpacks though. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't done that, but it no, is but worth apparently, giving it a shot. But apparently, all of our physical training was put to use one night. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it does seem like each of the different characters has a different set of dialogue that they have. Yeah. So based on their yeah, personalities. Yeah, pretty awesome. Makes me want to create a female character and go get Sam or Barrett. See, I was really curious about something. So I really don't want to get romantically involved with the guys, but I'm curious about um, Sam because he has his daughter. So if you wind up marrying him, does she become like a stepdaughter in the game that portrays into it? Oh, that's a good question because um, you do meet his daughter's mother and their story and whatnot. And, uh, but nowhere in any of the dialogue have I ever seen anything mentioned about stepdaughter or anything like that. So it's something yeah, I, I could, we should pursue if we make another character, make a female all, character or, or make a male character or whatever and pursue it. It also brings up another question that, uh, Widget was mentioning to me last night is that. With Andresia, she's, I mean, her storyline involves a certain religion. Mm -hmm. and, oh, yeah, yeah. And she talks a lot about how she she is worried because you're not a part of that religion. And that is a religion that you can take a trait at the beginning to join that religion. So what happens if you are that religion and you try and romance her? So that'd be something else that'd be fun to try. Yeah, I'm Just tempted to, to do... that changes. I'm going to, um, one of my characters I'm going to make, I'm going to make them that religion justice and i'm gonna romance her just to see if that dialogue changes you're gonna romance her because you got a thing for andrasia she's hot she walks like a dude <laughs> she's a combat assassin hottie don't judge me sarah looks good in a bikini yes she does uh, i won't deny that <laughs> uh, okay so we're gonna get a little awkward and probably she's got a dump truck <laughs> you got a little dump truck but we got we got to be careful there. We're going to probably get some ups, people <laughs> upset because we're talking about how we find video game characters attractive. But that yeah. tells you the quality of the graphics. Yeah, I mean, and facial expressions. Oh, my gosh. When the whole yeah. romancing with Andreja was going on and as we got closer and closer to that marriage point, her facial expressions just drew me in. It's I mean, we are talking to a bunch of gamers here. If they're, mm -hmm. if they're listening to the show, they're gamers. And I don't know a single gamer out there that didn't have a crush on Tifa Lockhart at some point in their it life. It wasn't Tifa for so, me. So was what's Aerith? weird? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was there. The drawn characters were so awesome that, yeah, Tifa for me. But actually, yeah. I actually liked uh, Nina from Breath of Fire. But if you if have have either of you played the Final Fantasy VII remake? Yes. No. Because in that it's Jesse, dude. I, I played a little bit of it. I wasn't a fan. Oh, what? Because they changed oh. the story too much, and I he they changed the combat completely around. And I hated that. It they was did not, not change the story at all. They did. My they, son. They, 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 they just changed it more depth. No, they actually changed the story. They changed the story. Um, but they They're, also. No, not, not not very. They a certain a individual that's supposed to die doesn't die, and the game and the uh, the story is trying to kill her again. Anyway, I had an idea, and what did it, I thought it would be awesome if in a future expansion or some kind of like content update they allow us to build our own space station. But I want it to where it actually costs millions of credits to build even a small one. That way you actually have something to look forward, you know, to build up your credits for. Because I built my ship I had, and I still have 600,000 credits left over, and I'm not going to do anything with it. Well, I might build another ship, make a cargo ship or something like that. Oh, dude, I have a, I have a plan to completely buy every ship of the game. I want to buy every ship. Every ship you can buy, and I want to build my own. They, uh, someone had and a bug where they had the key, and they got the ownership of it. I don't know if they just did it by mod or something like that or, or command line or it was an actual bug, but yeah, most likely just a mod or something like that. And they had it in the actual ship builder. They couldn't add to it, but they could 
um, upgrade it. Yeah, we talked about that either last yeah. last that's episode a, or episode before last. Back. It was actually a legit bug. The guy just happened mm. to go into his creator, his ship creator, and it was there. So I'm wondering if you could do that, but it'd be have to be similar to what you do with outposts, because I don't think you could build it in a shipyard and then launch it. It has to be built in space. Hmm. It's a good idea. I mean, um, yeah. uh, I hope they do, or at least give us the ability to take over some of these derelict stations in the game, because I've visited several that were just there for everybody to see and visit and they're empty with nobody on them and i was like you know if this was fallout 4 and i had a workstation here i could actually create and take over and build this into a beautiful base of operations right that's kind of what i was thinking about when i was in the key like man these guys took it over and, and built it and there's a lot of abandoned ones why can't we just build one but i want yeah, it to be expensive if you look at it Every station you go to, it's not out of the realm of possibility to build one within the creator because oh, yeah. they already have the whole background crazy set up for design. It. Yeah. yeah, they have the code in there. I don't think it would be difficult. They have to tweak a few things, and who knows? Maybe that's gonna be in. They're already planning them one of their future expansions. But you imagine have like build a dock for every ship that you have and have them all docked up into it. That'd be kind of cool. I could deal with that. That would give me something to do. It would actually make the game more entertaining because you come back and you just see your ships that you have in your uh, st uh, selection just sitting there docked at the space station. I would love that. Maybe even get merchants in there. But I was also thinking even further, like if they could link outposts to your start your station, build like a huge cargo room in your station. Mm -hmm. So I've seen them in these in some of these stations, huge cargo rooms, and have it all your like resources shipped up from your out your main outpost into your station is like a storage yeah yeah or that way you wouldn't have to go i mean if you could ship them from one to another you should be able to ship them to your to wherever you are or all know. your ships that you're not using just flying around patrolling your uh station around your station you could do some yeah, wicked call, defenses they do, they do technically call them your fleet but you can't do anything with them if you're not using that specific ship at a time. Yeah, so yes. something like a space station would actually do something with that. Maybe assign okay. crew members to actually pilot them like what, what Rook said on patrol. All right, so what have you guys been doing in game? Uh, Getting mad that modding suits are is really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I have not modding modded suits. a suit yet. Modding suits and weapons in this game isn't like the other games I've seen because it is really hard. Okay, before I go any further, I've gotten spoiled by Fallout for picking up duct tape and being able to break it down to adhesive. Can't do this in the game because there's duct tape everywhere. Um, but getting all the material I need to actually create the mods, finding the right component, knowing how to tell what your correct rank is, uh, there's a lot of that stuff, and I'm learning. Y'all have done more modding of stuff than I have, so y'all be able to explain it better. Uh, but other than that, I knocked out the Freestar Collective, uh, the Freestar Rangers quest. I have done a ton of uh, mission board and uh, yeah, mission board quests, but mostly. I've done what I do. Ex exploration. It's all been exploration for me. We need to get some way of, some of like showing your exploration prowess, you know? Oh, um, yeah, um, speaking of which, room or something like that. Speaking of which, we do have our Discord, and a few listeners have joined it. And every now and then when we're playing, some one of us will actually stream our gameplay. So if you guys are curious about that, come join our Discord, and we'll have we have that uh, pinned up in our X as well as our Facebook. So you can get in there. We update it all the time. Join our Discord. Say hi. Hang out. There's chat rooms for typing chat and normal voice chat. So, And we record on this Discord, but you guys can't see that. Maybe yeah, in the future. We actually, I have that one hidden because uh, right now I don't want... I should make it where it's not hidden so people can see when we're on an actual recording. But uh, I currently have that hidden. I have some ideas for plans later to run by you guys. So we'll talk about that off off air, though. Cool. Um, one thing about weapon modding, because we had a 
couple of our listeners come in our Discord and ask about it, is it's not exactly in your face like you need this before you can mod it because it's actually mm-hmm. buried on the right-hand side what is you need, and we'll have a percentage of that skill. So if it's 0%, you cannot craft it. It won't let you craft it. You have to have it at 100%, and it tells you which one you need, what level. You got to get that. Now, sometimes they require two different ones. You got to get those both. And then you have, to, on the upper right, will be your uh, resources you have to have. And you got to check that make sure that you have enough resources. As even in weapon mods, most mods take three or four different resources at least. Oh, yeah. Uh, I- I don't have as, I have more patience, so I don't have as 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 much issues with with getting the resources as uh, as Rick does, because <laughs> literally all you have to do is sit at a bench or sit take a rest in your bed or something for forty eight hours, and it resets the merchants, and then you can just buy more of the resource you need. I have a notebook so, that I keep on my desk, an actual physical notebook, and I do a shopping list. <laughs> oh, of all the resources I need for but, the things I want now, to do. So y'all, just so you're aware, there is the option to track resources. So um, it will put, when you're running around looking for resources, if you see that resource, it'll put a little hourglass or spyglass next to it, and you'll see that resource and know you need it for one of your things. So there oh, is, that's nice about it. Yeah, but I spent so much time exploring that I really haven't needed to update my gear until this playthrough where I'm trying to do stuff and getting owned because everything's a matched level. I'm level 68. Everything's 66 or above, and I'm having a hard time killing them because, you know, starter weapons. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's one of the... I think that's actually one of the fun things about starting a new game is having to redo that. And I still, for some reason, cannot find that sniper rifle that Archon found has found twice. (laughs) Mr. I got a legendary one. See, see, see. Making oh, me jealous. Oh, dude, that thing is nasty. <sighs> what was that, like, so, 1,200 and something damage? And it has, like... Yeah, with my ability to skill, that thing would be <laughs> around 3,000 in damage a hit, not including crit. It, it, yeah, it would It would be... It'll, it, it doubles damage on the initial hit, so if you're at, like, 250%, it would be, like, 500%. It would be Plus, nuts. Yeah. Yikes. That's one hit kills. Yeah, I, also, that, uh, I, I can take down a dinosaur. Out, so, like, yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I take down everything in one shot. If, if I snipe, I don't even hardly use it. It sits in my bag and collects dust. I was looking so at a sniper we were... rifle thinking, man, if I go in stealth, I could hit a T-Rex in the, in the toe and kill it. So the funny thing um, with me is I don't use the sniper rifle or anything. I use the mag shot. That mm. is a fun little pistol to run around with. I have a legendary mag shear called uh, Revenant. That's my favorite gun. <laughs> uh, I still have my old Earth rifle, the legendary one I got from the uh, quest that you guys, that Archon brought up, and like I think it was last episode. I went mm-hmm. and did it and got it, and I've completely kitted out, modded it out completely. That thing is just beastie. I mean, that's not that like nice. Archon level damage, but I still do a significant amount, and I one shot just about everything with it. Well, I told you where you can get a mag sniper, and that thing has. Ins- they all have really good uh, damage. It's a white. I. Want it's to find white one that's at least rare. It's not really. My mag shot does as much damage as the uh, mag sniper, but then again, you, it is a legendary mag shot. <laughs> you want it, You want the best chance of getting the sniper I have. Play on a uh, very hard difficulty and go to one of the systems that say they're level seventy-five, <laughs> and go to an abandoned facility and kill mobs. Like the, the elite mobs drop have a really high chance of dropping legendaries there and that's where i found it hey rook you got some easter eggs man oh yeah so one of them we were talking about before i saw this one when i was running around the eye uh there's a player that was looking forward to this game and passed away before the game was released uh to honor him bethesda put in a letter from alex hayes uh, you can find it if you run into the eye right after you dock. You go to the right, you follow that curved glass hallway all the way down to a bench, and you'll see a letter on it. That I thought was pretty cool that uh, Bethesda did that. Yeah. Um, His name is Alex Hay. Yeah, Hay. Alex Hay. Um, and he was a huge Bethesda fan, and mm-hmm. unfortunately, he passed away right before the game came out and was not able to play it. So that was really awesome of them to put in a tribute like that yeah i love seeing games do that um 
Can I bring up not a, many do it either. A tribute that a player did for his dad? Sure. Yeah. So one of the sure. gaming communities that Archon is in on Facebook called Starfield Gaming Community, I joined it just to chat with people and check it out. And one of the guys in there, um, Nikki, he put he put a little post up. I'm pretty sure this is legit. It looks like it. He has a picture of a character he created and a picture of his dad. And he did a really good job recreating his dad. And he said that, um, I created my father in Starfield. He passed away a few months ago, which I'm super sorry to hear about that. I'm close with my dad, so I can imagine that would be tough. He was 58 years old and a gamer until the end. He wanted to play Starfield. Now at least he gets to be in the game. So I thought that That's was awesome. really neat. Yeah. Yeah. So shout out to Nikki for that. I love seeing tributes. That's that's amazing. I mean, it's it, it's true what they say: gone but never forgotten. Yeah. You, uh, Widget, you played uh, Hogwarts Legacy back when I was playing it as well, and they, yeah. they uh, behind the gamekeeper's hut, they put a a little gravestone and a little tribute to um, Robbie Coltrane, who yeah. played Hagrid. I saw that because he passed away before that game came out. And that was uh, really cool. World of Warcraft did a tribute to one of their designers yep. that passed away uh, before the game released. So uh, Elite Dangerous did a tribute to Leonard Nimoy. Uh, they created a space station around the planet Vulcan uh, <laughs> called Winter Nimoy Station. That's cool. I love it when they do that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, especially when they, when they involve like uh, players like that. Mm-hmm. That's when it gets really, really cool. Oh, yeah. Okay, so on to other uh, stuff yep. to cheer us back up. Um, in the lodge, when you go up to the bar, if you turn to your left from the overlook of the library, you will see a scroll case with a book leaning against it, or just a scroll case in some cases, um, because it is procedurally generated. Whatever you get there is different. But the one I got has a scroll case. It looks like it's designed to hold an Elder Scroll, and against it is a book called Great Expectations, which to me is a um, what's it called? Easter egg for Elder Scrolls 6. They have great expectations for it. Now, I might be reaching, but that would be cool if that was legit. I swear, we're going to do a show on, on Elder Scrolls 6, but that's like two years, three years away, so <laughs> stay <Yeah>. tuned. <laughs> Ten years later. <laughs> they said, uh, well, they said it was going to be sooner than we think. Yeah, I know. So I, I can I can use stuff like that, but I can't. There's NDAs so, involved. Can't do it. So yeah. I can say I think it's going to come out in 10 years. So if it comes out in the next five, it'd still be sooner than I think. It's going to be sooner than that. No, yeah. so the um, last uh, Easter egg I'm going to mention here is I'm doing the Vanguard quest line, and they have this area where you uh, discusses the history of the game. And one of the pictures... I was looking at where they're talking about the Terramorphs. There's two Easter eggs in my opinion here. One is it reminded me of Starship Troopers completely about serving to get your citizenship. That's what I got out of it. Yeah. And then two, the picture looks like it's a Spartan wearing Halo uh, Mjolnir armor holding up the assault rifle from Halo 1. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if that is their intent because they are, it's a Microsoft exclusive. Yeah. So that would make sense. I mean, I know that Halo was made by Bungie, but still. Yeah, but uh, it was made by Bungie, but it is owned by Microsoft and Microsoft is still making games for it. So now it'd be cool if they add the armor to the game. (laughs) And actually, um, I don't know if you guys saw this or not, but they did actually, uh, Bethesda kind of... There was a chart that was kind of leaked that they put out that uh, says basically what their plan is for the upcoming years and stuff. And according to that chart, the release for Elder Scrolls 6 is sometime around 2026, according to that chart. So and that actually got released. And they also admit uh, they also said that they will not be releasing it on PS5. So (laughs) The, the problem is, is they're doing a lot of this exclusive stuff because they're owned by Microsoft. That might come back to hurt them. Or may not. <laughs> 10 million. I, I 10 know. Million. It doesn't seem like it's hurting them that bad. 10 the nice million. thing is, is it's not just console exclusive. You can do it on PC. That's yeah, how yeah. all three of us do it. 
And by the way, I, I definitely want an Xbox Series X. Um, so if someone wants to just give me one, cool. Oh, gosh. I'll give you an address. <laughs> I'm going to have to sing a song to see if I can get Bethesda to sponsor us. Hey, did you know yeah. Bethesda technically does sponsor us? We play their game. They give us the content. <laughs> I mean, come on. We uh, I mean, talk about their game every week. That's a stretch. But <laughs> yeah. I'll take I'll take an official Bethesda sponsor over an Xbox any day. They can send me an Xbox, but I'm not I'm not gonna beg for one. I just I now, just want that sponsorship. Let, I'm not begging, I'm joking. Let us be honest. <laughs> I'm gonna buy one. We are playing on we are playing on PC. We are not playing through Steam. We're playing through the Xbox Game Pass app. Yes. Yes, we are. So when it gives us the option to play on a console if we get one. <laughs> so when I get my Xbox X, I'm going to play Starfield on it. I'm going I to install a TV around my corner. I use the crap out of that cross-play feature because I have a laptop that I take everywhere with me, and when I can, I jump on it there. And It takes a good five, six minutes to sync all the data, but then I can play, keep playing my same game, and I don't have to restart, and I love it. All Best right. idea ever. Uh, mm-hmm. Archon, what have you been doing in game, man? Uh, well, I've I finally broke down and decided to do the Ryujin questline. Yay! <laughs> I was so happy. Yeah, uh, that's probably my favorite questline in the game. It was right? it was a lot of fun. It's crazy, and and the choices you get to make and the things you get to do are just so much fun. It's all corporate espionage and and sabotaging other companies and <laughs> oh it's so much fun and the benefit you it, get with it is the only one where you get a benefit that carries on to the new game plus that is true that is mm-hmm. true i am curious if that benefit ranks up if you do it again on your new game plus yeah like, you mentioned that i'm that really thing. i'm gonna have to do reagent soon i haven't done I it on this see. new game so i'm gonna try that out yeah let me know because i i I'm probably going to do that quest line at least a few times because I'm really, really enjoying it. Yeah, I'm going to do some a little bit different choices this time because the first time I did it, I was so methodical. Did everything full stealth, didn't attack anybody on any situation, and did everything with full stealth. It took me forever. But I got, I like, anybody, maximum but... everything from them. I got, like, a perfect record all the way through. So did I, though, but I used the EM weapons to take down security guards and stuff instead of... I didn't even do that. ...trying to sneak past them. I was like, but oh, I yeah, cool gun. Everything. Sneaking I'm past quiet them here because I'm not that far into the quest line. You started it? What? Yeah. Nice. I uh, got past one, two... I think I'm on the third one. I'm after the Hope Tech mission. Okay. Because... Yeah. Uh, my hope tech mission the game bugged out and as soon as i entered the front doors two of the guards tried to attack me none of the other guards <laughs> just those two by the door they didn't look so like the look of your face apparently yeah, so I, I thought at first it was because i was wearing the armor that you the the suit that you can loot off of the body from the freestar quest so at first I thought maybe that I offended them but no apparently it, they bugged out and really hated me other than that I've just uh like I said, I, I did the relationship thing. Um, got to the point where my character married Sarah and, and found that fun little Easter egg. Found that Bethesda has a really good sense of humor. And I've just been kind of leveling up. Like I said, I've been playing it for the last couple of days played. I've been playing it on very hard mode. Just absolutely obliterating people with this Revenant gun I have. It's just absolutely nasty. <laughs> you can't see it, but uh, Rook gave Archon a, a nice little gesture. You told me I was number one. I appreciate <laughs> because, that, man. <laughs> because I don't have any powerful oh, guns. It's I'm annoying. Just eating them. Yeah, I have a uh, 127 damage and like 350 fire rate, so it just it it just obliterates everything. Like I killed a a level 79 Starborn earlier today in like less than a second. Just absolutely just melted him. <laughs> <laughs> On very hard difficulties, so I've actually come across on some planets, some of the, like, like wildlife there is level 110, and it just, just eats through them. So, yeah, there's no reason not to play on very hard. If I played it any less than that, I think I would be bored. You get the better, like, I'm fine. You play on the harder difficulty, but you get the better stuff. So I find, like, the better weapons, and, I mean, I have a pistol right now 
just a regular pistol that does 486 damage or something like that. I really wouldn't recommend trying um, hard or very hard until you're at least in your mid-30s. Or yeah, have a unlocked, really good weapon. Yeah. Or you've unlocked some of the uh, combat traits. Like, I'm, I'm to the point right now where I'm about to hit New Game Plus 2, and I think when I do, I'm probably going to have to turn the difficulty down until I find a decent weapon. But <laughs> we'll see. I'm, 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 that's the only hesitation I have with going to the next New Game Plus, because I really hate losing that weapon. But Hey, I'm doing New Game Plus 2, and I'm trying to do the UC mission at level 68 with the Guardianship. There's actually... um. I guess it's slightly a little pro tip, but um, after you go to the eye and you talk to Vladimir, you can get a mission where you he tells you to go to his villa. And if you go to his villa, there's a really good gun there that you can I, get. I unlocked that on the first playthrough, mm-hmm. and I never went to that villa. So now I'm going to have to go check it out. Yeah, at his villa, you can get a really good gun there. Oh, okay. So I've so I've seen. I mean, that's is, is pretty much what I've done with my playthrough. Um, one thing I'm really liking about New Game Plus, though, is just some of the some of the things that change. Yeah, and that, especially the story I really stuff. Like, like a lot of the story stuff, being able to use your little Starborn um, chat options, or like you know when you, when you meet up with the hunter and, and the emissary and stuff like that, and it's just like all those scenes change and i love that so much like that attention to detail like most games you play new game plus and it's just the same game but harder yeah better reward so this wish game, i could tell you about my actually changes and, and there's so many different ways you can do different stories that when you go to a new game you can do the different ways and see the different paths Right, yeah. and a lot of the annoying stuff that, like, the first playthrough, you're like, oh, this dialogue's so long. You could, like, just skip that by choosing the Starborn options. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you I already know about all this. But, no, I do like the alternative uh, things. Um, spoiler alert, so skip a couple of minutes if yeah, you don't we'll want to hear about, about three this. minutes. Yep. So, one, two, three. Warning, spoilers ahead. All right, so the only people that are here now should be the people that don't care about spoilers. Uh, So I started my new game, Plus 2, and when I walked into the lodge, I said it was empty. I lied. The hunter was standing there. He actually (laughs) gave me all the stuff from... um, He actually gave me all the artifacts that the lodge would have and gave me a powerful gun and all that. And then I had to go to the eye and utilize the eye myself to find temples. Hmm. So that I thought was just really awesome because it changed the game completely. If it would have been working correctly, it would have been awesome, right? Yeah, because I wanted to see what happens when you go to make the choice between the hunter and uh, the emissary to see if you actually get that choice. Yeah, and in my in my new game plus when I started the game, I went into the viewport, which is like the little bar right there in the in the main spaceport in New Atlantis, and the hunter was just sitting there in the back of the bar, just leaning up against the bar, <laughs> and I'm just like, has he been here this whole time? And, and I, then when I, did... I started my new game, when I started my like my new character with my melee run through. He was there then too. And on and mine, like, oh. and on mine, on the new game, after I died and it reset, he's not there on mine. He's not at the viewport. It's amazing how different things can be. But that was, I just really had to talk about it because that would have been awesome if I could have done played through that entire thing. I figure in, in about another few weeks, we should be able to talk about things without spoilers. Um, most people yeah. get to that point or know it at least. Yeah. But, you know, if it's anything that, that could be a real spoiler, we'll let you guys know. Yeah, so, that one, I, I was talking about this, but you can probably find videos on it. That, that's the sad part about it already. Yeah, unfortunately. I, I try to avoid all that stuff. I'm, I'm discovering things for myself. Oh, so am I. I love doing that. All right, so we do have a mod of the week. It's called EXE, Effect Texture Enhanced. What this mod does, it's still in the process of being fully developed. You can get it, but there's still a lot of really cool stuff in it, but they still keep on adding and adding it because they are redrawing all these um, effects by hand and enhancing everything from weapon effects, so like the um, muzzle flash, things like that, uh, gore, blood splatter, 
Storms, which look incredible with this mod. Fire looks amazing. Fog, dust, wisps, so the actual planet atmospheres get are highly enhanced with this. Smoke, water, and, and more visuals, and they keep on adding more and more to it. So if you want to mod, but be warned, when you do do mods, you cannot get achievements anymore. Be aware of that. Only on until Bethesda releases their official mod tools. Right. Because However, you have to access the can't console to access them. However, from what I have heard, there is a mod that you can get that turns those achievements right back on. So yeah, well, I was going to talk about that, but sure. Uh, quick qu question to you, to you guys. Hey, did you ever notice that when you're actually bleeding in the game, you're bleeding in the game, you look down and the blood's dropping from you onto no, the ground? I never noticed that. No. Yeah. Anytime I get into a down. major firefight and I start bleeding and stuff, I'm leaving trails of blood everywhere. Oh, look, I got six holes. <laughs> it's just another thing. Well, when you're running in guns blazing, just so you could see if the ship that lands in this remote base drops anything, <laughs> you kind of get shot. <laughs> and t unless you activate all the robots. <laughs> so the side mission of the week I got for you guys is called Tourist Go Home. It's a very simple, quick side mission. It can be found um, on Titan in the Soul System, in New in New Homestead, and you want to talk to Doctor Juliana. She offers this quest. I'm not going to tell you what the reward is, but I'll tell you it's the last suit you'll ever wear. Give it a go. You will love it. Is it the Men in Black suit? I'm not going to say anything about it. You shouldn't either. Well, you just said it's the last <laughs> suit you'll ever wear. Yeah, it's, it's, it'll be your favorite. Trust me. So that that's it. You know, guys, it's um Doctor Jillian. Julian on Titan in Seoul in New Homestead. Most likely I'd give it to my follower and have them wear it because it would be funnier. <laughs> <laughs> You're missing yep. it, but uh, you saw uh, on camera, Widget was sitting there doing that really <laughs> giggly face and pointing to himself because he's done that. Yep. Like, yeah, that's, that's what I'm doing. I'm making my follower run around in it. Man, um... Andresia even looks hot in that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you, dude, you can put her in a monkey suit and she'd look hot in it for you. All right, Rook, uh, you got some lore? So the lore I'm going to cover by now, I'm not going to do a spoiler alert because by now most people have at least gotten through the main story the first time. Um, it's about the destruction of Earth's atmosphere and what happened. As most people know, Earth is inhabitable. It's a desert rock. It started off back in the day, in the 2130s, when they found an artifact on Mars. And they start testing it and developing the grav drive. Uh, 2138 is when they start testing it. The first test, space test is in 2141. Well, 2149, they find out that the grav drives are what's causing uh, the magnetosphere of the Earth to start weakening and the atmosphere start leaking into space giving them 50 years to get off the planet i thought that was a very interesting way of explaining what happened to earth yeah it, it to me it was really interesting because i thought okay they're not going to really explain it but no if you actually pay attention to all the lore instead of just clicking on the screen real one quick, one so quest in particular it. gets really deep into it on the main story yeah it, they explain a way um and scientists start are, are arguing through emails about how disappointed they are that uh, it wasn't talked about as soon as it was discovered. Uh, so they go up to Mar Moon and they start doing the grab tribe testing, and that's what's weakening the magnetosphere. What got me interested in this is because in 2156 is when they reached Alpha Centauri. So that means from 2149 to 2156, they've successfully developed and made it safer for the grab drive in eight years. If our research and development teams in real life could do that and put their <laughs> money where their mouth is. <laughs> See, I yeah, mean, look at how long it's taking SpaceX. <laughs> one thing I thought was very interesting, like there's been I've read a lot of the um, theory around faster than than light travel. And one of the, there's three major theories, and they have an engine built for one of them, but the amount of energy it would take to power it is, would be three times all of the Earth's energy that we, that we currently make all at once. Mm -hmm. 
So it's not feasible at the moment. But one of the theories that they really played on was folding space around your ship. And that's kind of what Starfield bases its fast and light travel off of. They explain it as you're reaching out and pulling the other your destination to you. Yeah, that's and you're arriving there. Yeah, the folding space theory is based on that. Yeah, so that is actually pretty cool. I don't see how that would work. But then again, and we're starting to discover things now that make our knowledge of physics like WTF. We need to get a theoretical physicist on the show <laughs> and explain once you, it. <laughs> once you find the lore that tells us where how all this started, then let me know. Because <laughs> they found an artifact on Mars, which gave us the grav drives that taught us how to go to space and such and such. But where did the artifact come from? Elon Musk found it. No, but where did it come that from? One, oh, yeah. They that haven't... one, I wonder if they're going to add more lore and, and upcoming stuff to explain the history of the artifact. So Yeah, I'm really thing... curious because uh, obviously, again, we know everybody's probably finished the main story by now, so they know about the Starborn. So the Starborn are made by going into the Unity when all the artifacts are collected. But where did the artifacts come from originally? I think That's that might be explained in an expansion or a future content update through a series of them. Um, we talked uh, about it briefly before the show, but we might do it on episode 10. we got a couple of little special things coming up in our next episode. It's our, our first landmark episode. Uh, one of the things we might talk about is our theories and predictions for expansions. We'll discuss that more. But um, yeah, is there any more lore you got, buddy? Uh, that is all I'm covering right now. Um, I thought I already brought up the other lore thing. I was following the lore of the UC at the beginning because the UC quest tells you the entire history of the timeline based on the UC side of things. I hope they release more. Uh, I hope I can find more lore about certain aspects of that. When they started talking about the Terramorphs, it just literally gave me 100% Starship Troopers vibes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Word. But that was all the lore I'm talking about this week uh, because I want to start piecing together lore and coming up with better layouts of the lore and yeah, we're gonna, better, more detailed. We're going to bring up our first Faction of the Week next episode. So stay tuned for that. I believe we have a current tie on the poll. The t- the poll ended with a tie uh, between the Freestar Collective and the v- House of Varun. So we'll we'll figure that out and let you, and we'll talk about that and uh, what oh yeah um, I know Archon and I we're still trying to convince Rook we're gonna probably start our first challenge in next episode or at least <laughs> get the idea for it so stay tuned for that. Uh, I'm going to get into base or outposts really quick, just a couple little tidbits, because I've been doing a lot with it. One of the things I had to figure out was how do you assign crews to an outpost? Because you can't just put an outpost down and say, here, you go to it. The thing that you need to build is a crew station. That After you put a crew station in, then you'll have the option in your when you go to the ship and then to the crew to assign someone to that outpost. Um, and that is found in the miscellaneous tab. Yep. The crew station is in the miscellaneous tab if you're looking and for it. If your follower has outpost management, it will increase the amount of cargo links, robots, and crew at your outpost. So I believe you can go to a max of three or four. Three, I think, with outpost management. I currently have two in my primary outposts. I have, right now, I have four outposts. They are all linked together. Um, my current ones. I have three in the Cheyenne system, which I highly recommend because you can get all your base resources right there, except for one. Um, my primary is on Ethereum, which is one of the moons on Aquila. And I have helium-3, aluminum, and beryllium coming right from that one source. And my second one, well, that's that's my primary one, is on Kodos, another moon around the um, mm-hmm. same planet. <laughs> and I'm getting iron and alkalines from that. The iron is a big one. So between aluminum and iron is two key ones, and that's what you use to make um, adaptive frames. And hint. Uh, I have another one that's on a different moon, Montera Luna, and I get nickel and cobalt for that, which I can use to make magnetic batteries, or mag- magnetic, um, the bricks, and you can make batteries with that. And I created a fourth one so I can get copper. And I actually, I actually, I actually found a spot that had um, 
fluorine and terafluorides in the same spot, and terafluorides is a rare resource. So it sells for a little bit more than the others, and it's used to, in a specific crafting. And I have them all linked, and that's the same way I talked about it in a previous episode, is I have the shipyard. Cargo link. Cargo link, thank you. On my main outpost and tied to my second outpost with the outbound going in, right? So when I create a third outpost, I create a cargo link, a second one, because you only have two, unless you develop a, uh, unless you get your, um, a skill. I forgot which one it is in particular, but allows you to create more um, links in your outpost. But I have one linking from two to three. And then from my fourth one, however, is out of system, because those three are in system. My fourth one is out of system, so I created um, an outer system link between outpost one and four. And I have everything coming in to all right into um, these mess. I have a whole lot of those uh, holding bins. My brain is just gone. It's been <laughs> a long day. And then I have that tied into the uh, transfer. So all I have to do is get into my ship, go into my hold, and I can go right to my outpost, and I can just pull everything in from all four outposts, which fills up my cargo bay really, really quick. I have 4,700, and within 10 minutes, I'll have that full. And I usually create like four or 500 um, adaptive frames and several hundred of more advanced ones I can sell for a lot more. So I'll go in and I'll sell it, and I average probably about 10,000 credits for every run I do. And if you wait 24 hours, it'll refresh everything. You'll have all your resources. You can just keep doing that, keep doing that. But all those resources that I, I mentioned that I have are really key to actually building outposts itself. So if you want to go in and start doing complex outposts and for your own home, that's a good way to get your resources in to start doing that. Uh, one of the ones you're going to definitely need to find, which I'm going to be doing my fifth outpost, is lead. Lead's very important for creating a lot of the, the buildings. And besides, you can achieve it for getting five linked outposts which I'll tie that one in to my uh, outpost four and have that one from outpost four go into outpost one. So everything's tied in together. Um, one big tip, when you're doing the interlink, inter the outer system interlink, you have to have helium three. So my main planet has helium three being developed, so I have one feeding directly into it, but you want to create a holding tank outside of the, the pad and have your helium three go into that holding tank and then into the the pad or it won't it won't work uh, another thing i would recommend is putting in holding bins before you transfer into the pads themselves don't directly link from the um the resource gatherer thingies you got to have it go into a holding bin and then into that because otherwise it'll only develop it only produce like 13 or 14 and stop so you have those bins it'll keep producing keep producing oh uh, what else i want oh um defenses are very important I've had raiders and pirates attack my outposts and break everything. I'm wondering why my outpost stopped working and it was attacked. So basic turrets, things like that. I am working on outpost engineering, so I've gotten more advanced goodies. I've gotten robots, and you can. I've I experimented with the auto manufacturing. However, the bad thing about that is you do not get XP for it. But if you just want it for the money, you can just have it auto produce them kind of constant rate. You have a storage container just for that. Uh, yeah, that's on my cover right now, but there's a hmm. lot more to outposts. I've been diving into it more and more and getting crazy with it. It's it's a lot wanna, of fun. Y'all want to see what you can do with building outposts? Your outpost talk reminded me of this article I saw on the Google mentions. It actually is a Reddit by user Hakooks. Sorry if I said that wrong. It's hacked OOX. For all of you hating on outposts, this is what 100 plus hours and dedication gets you. And he made a factory, and this thing looks like a factory you would have seen from the devs building. You can get in depth. The, the different buildings you can get, if you get your outpost management, your outpost engineering up completely, mm -hmm. you can do some crazy stuff. That's why I started doing it now. And I have robots that can go around and do stuff for me. Yeah, I'm going to link this in our Discord, so anybody in our Discord will see the link in the general chat. Uh, as always, guys, you can follow us on X at Starfield Raw. You can follow us on Facebook, Starfield Raw, but r.a.w, correct? Yep. Yep. And you can follow me on X as well, and I am at the widget, all one word, W-I-G-I-T. And you can follow me, Rook at rook213 
And you can follow me, Archon, at TheArchon606. And as a reminder, guys, we have our Discord linked in both Facebook and X. So come hang out, check out the community, and uh, have fun with us. And everybody, just have a fantastic week, and we'll talk to you on Episode 10. And as always, don't forget to put in those five-star reviews. They really help us out a lot. If you could get those in, we'd very much appreciate it. Have a good night, everybody, and fly safe. See you next week, everybody. Bye.